Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The PJ Show. I know I've been absent, but there's an extra episode that I have for y'all um, that I posted for last month for Black History Month. It's titled Being Black at a PWI. Make sure y'all check that out. I interviewed a good friend of mine named Zach, and we talked about a whole bunch of important topics, you know, personal experiences, and just, you know, from what we heard from other friends and all around, right? Make sure you check that out. Also, I know March is coming to an end, but happy Women's History Month. And also spring is officially here, you know, kinda. Where I'm located, it's still kinda cold and it's been raining, so I think that's a good sign. The snow is slowly going away. Anyways, the topic today is womanhood, femininity, and gender roles pertaining to this book that I read recently. Uh, for class called Mrs. Dalloway by Virginia Woolf. Uh, initially, reading this book, it was very fluffy with a lot of big words and just a lot of uh, kind of boring, kind of just like, oh, and the flowers and this and that. But I picked up a lot of like very important um, themes, especially like I said, regarding what we're going to talk about today with femininity, womanhood, and gender roles. So let's dive right in. Also, just to let you guys know, there's going to be some spoiler alerts. So, you know, if you don't want that, I'm letting you know now. <laughs> Anyways, so the opening of this book, we see, we're reading the first couple of pages. Mrs. Dalloway said she's going to buy herself some flowers. And that's pretty much like this famous, what you call it, the opening line. And it sets the stage for also some other things that's picked up in this book about time and with flowers using that as symbolization for life and death. But moving forward, let's get into this whole identity thing for a gender role. So we have the main character in the story, Mrs. Dalloway. And Mrs. Dalloway is a married upper middle class woman, white, and she <clears throat> she's buying flowers now because her husband was in the army, just came back home, and the war is almost over around this time. It's like set in the summer, well, summer, spring time, and the main character, Clarice Dalloway, is, the, is hosting a party for her husband. And she, you know... On the outside, like I said, she's upper middle class, married, and presenting herself as a woman. But throughout the story, she goes through these, especially because the way the story is written, it's written like in third person, omniscient, so kind of looking on the outside. But then it goes into like people's personal thoughts and what they're thinking on the inside, which is very, very interesting. <laughs> and also had to bring me back into, okay, this is what's really going on. But... Clarice, she's having this internal battle with herself with many things that's going on that she doesn't really speak about. So one of those things being she recently met one of her lovers, past lovers, and then he asks her, you know, if she's happy, which sparks this whole other thing that she's going through internally with herself of presenting like, oh, I'm a wife, married woman, and I'm... Um, upper class and I have to present myself a certain way but really she's going through these internal struggles of she lost uh, her sister and going through that whole grief process and then this whole idea of um 
her other lover who so happens to be a girl. And I'm going to actually pull this up of the quote that I wanted to read about that whole that whole interaction that they had, right? So this is the quote on page 35. It says, Sally stopped, picked a flower, kissed her on the lips. The whole world might have turned upside down. The others disappeared. There she was alone with Sally. And she felt that she had been given a present, wrapped up and told just to keep it, not to look at it, a diamond. So this whole encounterment is having Claire Reese, you know, kind of speculate within herself. Is she bisexual, a secret gay or whatever, right? And so at least what I got from that and just this whole book and how she presents herself is that she's really trying to battle with how the gender norms of how she's supposed to present herself as a woman to everyone and what that means to her. and to, Well, not even to her, but to society and her having to uphold that status. And then it's this internal battle because not only does she have to uphold this status and present you know, to her husband and host this party, <laughs> she also has to... <clears throat> She battles internal problems within herself of, you know, trying to figure out who she is and exactly what she wants to do and how she wants to be like, even though she can't really necessarily project that out, which kind of causes a mental illness within herself, you know, of like this sort of state of depression because you're under this vow of presenting yourself in a certain way to other people when really you can't be who you want to be. And I don't know, it made me think about my own identity and just moving about with, even though we're very different, <laughs> very different. I'm a, I mean, I'm a black woman and in America, it's a whole, it's a whole lot of big differences, but it's this whole thing of just what does femininity mean to society? And then how am I supposed to project it to them so I could be accepted? And then not only that, Clarice, she is... You know, she also has money. So it's a classism thing too, where certain things like they don't talk about problems and they don't talk about, you know, just certain aspects on their identity because there's a certain structure, there's tradition and that can cripple a person. And we've seen it in this book, uh, in Virginia Woolf's book of Clarice being internally crippled and just kind of breaking down because she can't be who she wants to be and just having these flashback, these moments. But then also is moments in the book where she was really happy and, you know, talking to other people, conversing. But deep down, she was having this really strong internal battle that I think that a lot of people could relate with. And me, myself, <laughs> definitely. We always having these eternal battles because I think what womanhood is always being structured for us instead of us structuring it and that's not even what womanhood it goes for masculinity too and in her point with the gender roles and how she has to present as a woman and what exactly that means for her well in this book I see that it means that oh okay she has to I mean she's preparing a party she's the hostess she has to look and act a certain way she has money and so things has to be allocated correctly and she's buying all these flowers and all this and all that all these fluffy things to really cover up I think her whole identity and what that means for her 
And I mean, in the book, she talks about a lot of surface level things and, you know, she seems happy with how reality is going for her. But I think that was a way of her trying to cover up of what the things that was happening, you know, inside of her. When I say, you know, duh, I know I read the book, PJ. Anyway, I, I digress. <laughs> but, you know, for Claire Reese, I was going to say Virginia, is talking about all these things on the outside that's, you know, affecting the party and her trying to make sure she's throwing a great party. But really, she she's kind of masking everything. And then at the end, which was crazy, <laughs> the story switches like narration from, you know, going to Claire Reese's and then this other character, Septimus. He dies at the end, commits suicide. And Clarice, which, you know, she was throwing her party and whatnot and was like super focused on that, kind of ignored that <laughs> and still was continued to write about other things. And it's just like those, even though these was like two different characters and, you know, right now I'm talking about womanhood right now, even on the opposite end, manhood and Septimus, when he was going through it after being a veteran in the war, he was going through a lot of in internal internal issues internal problems internal confinement you know that kind of Claire Reese was going to, to as well but how they both expressed it and showed it I think was very interesting and also reflects society nowadays on how women or people that present as women go through a lot of emotional um issues and it can it's not easily shown as far as like with this guy, he was going through emotional issues as well, Septimus, but he wasn't able to project it in the same way as, you know, Claire Weiss if she wanted to in her way, be so he committed suicide. And I think in another way of Claire Reese kind of holding back her emotions and how she truly feels and masking it with how she's supposed to be presented in society was also kind of in some way figurative, figuratively a suicide for her own emotional confinement as well. <laughs> oh my God, y'all. It got crazy. It got real good. <laughs> but um, the fact of the matter is this whole I, well structure of how society puts women that, you know, present this way, that have this social class, how they have to act versus who they are internally and how much they can show or expose of that. Uh, another part that I think that was pretty interesting is the gr grief, which I mentioned a little bit before. Although Clarice lost someone, and not all the time, you know, when some people, when they lose somebody, someone passes away that they care about, you know, it's the crying, this whole thing of what grief's supposed to look like. But with her, she was like triggered by things in the book that kind of sparked this, oh, you know, now I feel some sort of way, which I think that's how grief works anyway. Now, I think that Mrs. Dalloway moving forward was pretty much like a product of society, of the social structure that she was in to where she had to present herself a certain way and society told her how to be a certain way and she was having all these internal thoughts that she couldn't really voice out but in a way her she was suffering I think and you know I think a lot of women just even now although I think now in modern times we came a long way the way womanhood is defined by people 
by the world, by the government on how women should do what they do with their bodies, how they should look and present themselves has definitely evolved, but it still has some of the the strict stereotypes that stick on a woman needs to be this way, you know, in order to get a man or, you know, for some reason, womanhood is revolved around making babies and having a husband, which I think is, is trash, but whatever. It's so much more than that. And with femininity and how that's presented and not just male present, not just female or woman, but, and also in men too, on how they can present themselves and how they can express themselves. And, you know, society is, t- is telling them to, oh, you got to be a man. You got to do this. You got to do that. But really, what is, what does that mean? You know? <laughs> and I think now here in society, we're adding on to that. And we have a whole lot of work to do, especially I know for me as a black woman, it seems like any type of aggression, anything that we have is labeled as something just completely off the rail, negative. (laughs) It's just completely unfair. When we express passion, it's labeled as anger and aggression. Um, When we express sadness, it's like we're not supposed to, we're supposed to be strong. We're supposed to hold it down and all that. So definitely society has a lot of work to do when it comes to defining womanhood and who's defining it. Because when that part, I think is more, when it's more inclusive of everyone's experiences, it will start to develop and to grow into something else, right? So that's the end of the PJ show. I'm actually going to have a part two of this and invite some people over to, you know, broaden this conversation. But anyways, I hope everyone has a great rest of their night, a great rest of their weekend. And make sure you tune in on the PJ show. I'm going to post some more every Friday. Yes, I will. (laughs) And also make sure to check out my last episode that I mentioned before in the beginning of this podcast with being black at a PWI. And yeah, thank you. And also follow me on Instagram, the PJ show, period, underscore. Goodbye. And like I said, have a great night.